Yeah, good uh, movie. Uh, good movie to you. Uh, this is, is that how we usually start? <laughs> yes. That's it. We, we just kind of spiral into it. It's fine. Behold cinema. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're just, we're already spiraling. <laughs> Be not afraid. Greg's breaking the mic stand for no reason. Correct. That's why we can't have nice things. Jeez. Well, all right. All right, people. Let's do this one more time from the beginning. As you guys know, I don't know how to start the podcast. It'll either be a direct reference to the movie that we're talking about today, which is unusual for us, or something along the lines of, well, related to the movies is a podcast where my friends and I fill in our movie blind spots. Every week, we'll pick a movie that either I or a guest hadn't seen before and really should have by now. This week, that movie, continuing animation month, it is Into the Spider-Verse, or it's Spider-Man semicolon Into the Spider-Verse. No, colon, not semicolon. Monster the Spider-Man story? Monster, yeah, Monster the Spider-Man uh, into the Domerverse. Um, <laughs> oh, I don't like that one. <laughs> no, not a Domerverse, please. <laughs> Nobody needs that. The the, the real DCEU. Um, oh, man. Anyway. Canceled. <laughs> on, on the rails, only on topic today. <laughs> your guest today, Left Right Across Your Podcast Now. We got Ray. Hey. Greg. Hey. Will. Hello. Robbie, it says here. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> um, I know. I'm, I don't come on the podcast that much, so it's hard to remember my name. Yeah, he's never here. We got Scott's Tats writing again. Also, Gray, Greg and Ray are here. Gray, they're here. Um, <laughs> they are sharing a mic, so I guess we can just call them Greg. That's true. <laughs> Good, and they're on a gray couch. That's the... The most gray you can be. A lot of gray furniture, Greg, huh? Greg is wearing gray. Yes. Okay. That's uh I mean it's a no, visual no medium. Comment. <laughs> it's a visual medium. Everyone's gonna enjoy this conversation. <laughs> um, oh god, wow, this is gonna be terrible. <laughs> it's too bad. Anytime we're talking about like a really good movie that everyone likes, I feel like it's intimidating to actually get into. So before we do that, have you guys watched anything good or fun lately? It's no longer, you know, horror movie times, but if you've seen anything spooky, you know, you know how this works. We uh, haven't been on in a little while, so we've actually seen a bunch of horror movies because, yeah. So we saw Barbarian. I think we you saw were on three episodes ago. Malignant. And, oh, yeah. Well, that's like three weeks. Okay. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, yeah, we saw Barbarian and Malignant. I have a feeling we saw something else, but I can't think of what it would have been. Yeah, it, it's tough. Once it, because just we record in advance, I watched a bunch of horror movies since the last horror episode we recorded. But both those movies were really good. Um, and I was pumped because I think on the last episode I complained that there's like not a lot of original movies. They're all like sequels or based off of other movies. And those two movies were very original. Uh, regardless of what anyone thinks of them, they're not going to argue that they aren't unique movies. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm stoked that you guys watched those. Those are really fun movies. You guys? Oh, uh, I haven't really watched a whole lot. I watched some spooky movies for the season. Nice. Hubie Halloween's always really funny. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> I've never, I actually have not seen Hubie Halloween. Oh, I would recommend. It's hilarious. Yeah, we already did one movie set in Salem, so we couldn't do. That's fair. You know. Oh, Unsolved Mysteries came out with a new season. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. So I'm watching that. Oh, I got to watch that still. Yeah, I solved like all the mysteries already. I'm oh, just waiting nice. to hear back from the FBI to collect my reward. Fantastic. I also watched Barbarian, Unsolved Mysteries, and then yesterday, season four of The Dragon Prince came out, and I watched the entire thing. 
Okay. It's only 930 minutes episodes. I love it. It's a kid show. I don't care. It's made by the people of Avatar, <laughs> and it was fantastic. Uh, I think I mentioned on the last episode that I went to see Tar. That's great. I'm happy, you know, to mention it again. Uh, we're going to be talking about Tar later, at least some of us, about, you know, when we do the Oscar episode. So we'll save it for then. Um, Watch The Shining because I love The Shining and got that in before Halloween. Also, Blank Check is doing Kubrick right now and it timed out pretty well. That movie's fucking great. <laughs> oh, yeah. I watched kind of randomly uh, 2001 Space Odyssey as well. That movie is also fucking great. That movie was kind of bonkers. <laughs> yeah, so good. So if Tar doesn't get nominated, are you going to go back and do like a retraction? Like, uh, I'm not I worried. This. All right, we'll see. I'm not worried. Wow, the confidence. Yeah, I was going to say, it was very confident of you to announce I that. I don't have any money on it. It just doesn't cost me anything. <laughs> I will bet you $20 it doesn't win. Uh, I don't think it's going to win Best Picture, but it's going to get nominated for a whole bunch of things. Uh, it's not going to win. Nope. I don't think it's going to win. It's too it's too prickly, um, but I that makes me just love it more. Uh, I also watched Resurrection. It came out over the summer. I think it premiered at Sundance. It's a Rebecca Hall movie. Uh, she's been in some kind of a lot of horror movies lately. She was in The Night House last year. Also a pretty bonkers, zany, cool concept that you haven't really seen before kind of horror movie it's a house that lures boats into rocks you would think that it's the opposite of <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah it's like a nightman day man situation um so uh yeah resurrection is out on shutter now uh which as we all know i contractually have to mention every episode that streaming service owned by amc who i love very much they're a benevolent corporate overlord and um it's great it's it's also very weird I guess it's kind of a horror movie. It's it's mostly thriller, and then it gets kind of zany, I guess, and becomes just like fantastical horror at a certain point. I don't know. Uh, it's really good. Um, the The movie itself is probably like a solid like thumbs up. Maybe not something that I'm gonna revisit too many times or tell people that I love, but the performance is really elevated, especially Rebecca Hall, who was really good in movies like this. All right, cool. Then we're we're ready to talk uh, Spidey. We're ready to go into the Spider-Verse. Yep, into the Spider-Verse. Transition. Webs. <laughs> thwip, thwip. Thwip, thwip. There we go. You want to talk about what you think about the movie? Yeah, I'm dying again to this movie. Well, let's, as always, submit our disclosure forms and uh, state our relationship pre- previous to this episode with the film. I saw it in theaters. I've seen it a bunch of times since. I think this movie is good. You guys... Uh, I saw it in theaters and then like maybe 30 to 50 times after seeing it in theaters. And I think it's great. I think it might be the best superhero movie there is. Same. Saw it in theaters. Seen it like 50 times. It's awesome. We still watch it regularly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw it in theaters. Seen it a good handful of times. And I think it has probably one of the best like animation styles of any movie I've seen. Which leaves Robbie. <laughs> I saw it last night. Yeah. And I think it's a bunch of woke nonsense. No, I'm just kidding. I loved it. <laughs> it was fantastic. Ugh. Can't believe they gave Gwen an undercut. Right. <laughs> Might as well give her blue hair, too. <laughs> to have her order a latte at Starbucks or whatever people are mad about. She wouldn't even eat any spiders. She said she's a vegan. It's messed up. Uh, yeah. So that is where we're at. Who wants to give us a one-minute plot summary? 
One of the people that watched it a hundred times. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll do it. <laughs> we'll twist your arm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so our our movie starts off with uh, Peter Parker. He's Spider Man. He tells us about how he's Spider Man. Uh, we cut to Miles Morales, our regular uh, teenage boy at school. He uh, gets bit by a spider and ends up seeing Spider Man fighting some villains. Uh, actual Spider Man is killed. Uh, while this event's going on, a bunch of other Spider-Men are pulled into the universe. Miles doesn't know how to be Spider-Man, so they have to try and teach him how to be Spider-Man. Uh, the movie's mostly about his development along with some of these other Spider-Men. Uh, a lot of hilarity ensues, a lot of battling these villains, uh, and it ends with them returning to this super collider that's brought them all back into this like universe, and Miles is able to uh, come into his own as Spider-Man, send them all back to their universe, and destroy this uh, super collider and take over the role of Spider-Man. Yeah, you pretty much nailed it. I think you did it in about 50 seconds, actually. I think that just wraps up. We're done here. We're done here. So okay, let's usually, do some ratings. Before we get into like the context and you know the cast or whatever, I like to kind of just actually talk about the story for a little bit first. However, with this movie, I know the first time I saw it, and I'm wondering if you feel the same way, Robbie, um, what really sort of sticks with me, what jumps off the screen is just the look of this thing. Mm. Yeah, definitely had a really, like, I, I kind of, to be honest, like that's what had prevented me from watching it for a little while is like just from the clips and stuff. I didn't know if I really liked that animation style. Um, and starting off, I, I think I wasn't super into it, but as it went on and like, especially combined with the soundtrack and like the transitions and stuff like that, it really was very well done. And I actually did enjoy it. But okay, cool. I'm a little weird when it comes to animated stuff. So yeah, I'll say when I saw the trailer for this movie, I my immediate thought was I'm not going to see this movie. It's going to give me a headache. Y- yeah. was definitely my immediate thought. And then I think Will convinced me actually to go see it in theaters. And I feel like this movie gets you on board with that animation style just in the opening credits. They do all their like kind of sleek kind of comic booky cuts with like, you know, Peter Parker, Spider-Man running around and doing his little scenes in New York. They already start off with their kind of awesome soundtrack right away. And I feel like it gets you on board. And uh, I think this is like one of the coolest animation styles I've seen. Yeah, I'd say like as like being an avid comic book reader, just seeing that on the big screen, like it was so cool to see. As our like resident actual comic book reader person on this podcast, obviously what they're trying to do is make a comic book come to life in this. Does anything done it better that you're aware of? No, not even close. I think that it's like... Not to ask a leading question, but yeah. It it is like just spot on and even just like referencing sounds and whatnot like tapping of a pencil and having the popping off like that is fantastic yeah i love whenever someone says anything and it shows up it happens a lot with like woos and ahs where they like trail along the screen it's really really cool yeah it's the, the visual language of this thing is just um so so meticulously well reasoned and conceived um just even down to the how much they're playing with frame rates throughout it, how Miles is usually on the twos, which is only every other frame, while the background's in one frame, how everything's in focus. So if you like pause it, stuff is in focus. There's no like motion blur, but they do the sort of color separation thing. So it's stuff that it would be out of focus if you're just directing with the camera, actually just looks like sort of a misprint where the color isn't aligning. And that's how like the background's out of focus while like miles in the foreground is in focus. It's just an, like some of it's in 2d, some of it's in 3d. 
some of it's hand animated, some of it's CGI. It's just so ridiculous what they did with this movie. I feel like it's crazy. I feel like this movie is what, 2018, I want to yep. say. Yep. I feel like at this time too, all the other big like animation movies are just like flexing, like how real can we make our movies look and like certain animation aspects of them, like trying to get like all the computer graphic animations, like perfect. And then this movie comes out and is like, no, 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 That's not what it's about. It's like all about like the style and the art. And I don't know, it was a big change. And I felt like it was a real cool move. It's technical skill versus artistic skill. Yeah. Greg and I talk about this a lot. We probably talked about this in another podcast, but, um, oh, sorry. Um, but in like art history, there was a trend where, you know, before the camera came out, the idea was you were trying to make art as realistic as possible. Mm. And then once it was done with the camera, now artists were like, well, we need to come up with something else to stand out. So, Can't you know, compete with the camera. <laughs> <laughs> so things like impressionism started happening. And, um, you know, once Pixar came around and they've developed like this beautiful animation that looks so realistic now companies have to come up with a way to really stand out and be different. And I think mm. that this is one of the first ones that's really done it pretty successfully. Yeah. yeah it's just, uh, I mean, congr- we, we don't do a great job of always talking about like, wow, the behind the scenes under the title line, people that worked on this movie did a great job, but Holy shit. Mm. Uh, all the animators and digital artists. Um, wow. Good job. Y'all. <laughs> Yeah, you can tell they put a lot of um, like work into it, and I I was worried, especially with the in the the Spider Verse concept, that it was going to be like messy and chaotic. They were going to yeah. be like going in and out of, but like the way they even did all of that animation, it you could still follow it. It didn't like give me a headache like I thought it was going to. Mm-hmm. I think another thing that really helps with their concept in this movie is that I feel like they have like the best exposition dumps I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> yeah. One thing that it does really well is repetition of certain tropes and then mirroring of action that happened early in the movie towards the end of the climax. And yeah, the, uh, all right, one more time from the top, from the beginning, let's do this one more time. All that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then just the comic book getting thrown down. I love it every single time. <laughs> yeah. And, and what, I mean, a great exclamation point on the what's up danger scene, but we'll get to that. We should talk about that just separately. Um, they they did a good job too of like blending that line between like, I was like, do they know they're in a comic book? It feels like they kind of know, but then like in miles even kind of touches on it a little bit, yeah. but they don't really like ever go into it one way or the other. And I just, I thought that was it, really fun. I feel like it always kind of plays on the, they kind of break the like, fourth wall like a lot but close he's like you know we always get to the end and it's, there's always a, a thingamabob and there's always like no no no, not yet this is gonna be co-. like it, it, I don't know like you could just say that's experience that's how things always play out and like you as a viewer know that it's a comic book yeah. but yeah and, and like so. the same thing like the same thing happens in comics it's like there's always one big event that's gonna happen and just loops all back yeah well speaking of breaking the fourth wall this is produced by uh, Lord and Miller the same year that they were fired from Solo, they won the Academy Award for Best Animated Film as the producers of this. Oof. Um, R.I.P. Solo. <laughs> yeah. So their Lego movie, Clone High, 21 and 22 Jump Street. Um, but this isn't them directing. This is them producing. I think they also produced uh, uh, Mitchell's Earth's the Machines, I want to say. Mm. Or it just has their vibe. <laughs> Directed by Bob Perry. Persichetti, Rodney Rothman, and Peter Ramsey. I'm most familiar with Peter Ramsey. He also did Rise of the Guardians. Have you guys seen that? 
surprisingly good. I also have a song from its soundtrack on my phone, though. Oh, good. <laughs> um, I feel like I've seen it, but I don't remember. Yeah, it's like kind of like secondary or tertiary holiday people are rising yeah, and it's about Jack Frost. And I recall seeing like the trailers yeah. and stuff and commercials, but yeah, never so that's, actually saw that one. Peter Ramsey was one of the three directors of this one. And yeah, the, the, the sense of humor in this is it's not like overwhelmingly uh, fourth wall breaky, like especially 22 jump street gets sometimes in a good way. I still love that. It's basically a live action cartoon, but um, just, yeah, everything about this movie I feel like is pretty solid. Can you get that closer to the mic? <laughs> Perfect. That, that's yeah, let it content. rip. Go for it. <laughs> uh, this this guest is very very pregnant. <laughs> How loud is that on your end? No, it's fine. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. One thing with this movie too is I feel like every single piece of comedy in this movie lands like yes. really hard. It is so funny. It's so funny. It was, it's one of the more funny movies I've seen in a while. Like I, I wish I had wrote down some of the scenes, but like I was definitely like full, like belly laughing on a lot of the scenes. Like effortlessly too. It's not sweaty. It's just like, no, it's so just, it's solid. just funny. I mean, miles is really sweaty in a lot of scenes. <laughs> this is true, but it's funny. That's just, that's just puberty. <laughs> yeah, uh, a lot of it was ew. just situationally funny too. Like it almost felt like they weren't trying to be super funny, but they just, they hit it so well, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, they're, they're like, yeah, we know this is going to do well. They're really good with their timing on it, I think, is a big part of it. Because I feel like it, it doesn't have the issue that Marvel movies have where like they're kind of putting in humor on moments that are like more emotional or th- th- should be like more impactful. I feel like they know when to drop those like lines and things like that. Wait, you're, you're trying to tell me that uh, Thor Ragnarok didn't make any jokes at all on very tragic things that happened? like all the the people dying <laughs> no i mean like marvel a lot of times will uh like use comedy to undercut really big moments and i feel like this one doesn't do that <laughs> uh, and this also is probably maybe not the best but it says probably my favorite stan lee cameo of marvel movies. oh it's fantastic it's so good <laughs> this one's really good and um the PS4 Spider-Man game has a really good Stanley cameo. I, too. I, I do like uh, Tony Stank. That's a solid uh, Tony cameo. Stank's a good one. Uh, him getting super drunk and saying Excelsior as they're like pulling him out. I think that's in Ultron. Yeah, that's Age of Ultron. It's after he has the uh, Asgardian yes. uh, alcohol. <laughs> yeah. Another thing, too. I feel like this movie has a huge cast of characters, obviously, because it's pulled all these characters in. And some of them are like minor characters you know they don't do a lot uh but all their characters that are like major characters they like develop them really well like you can connect to like all these characters they're all real like fleshed out actual people well like, they they are all actual characters yeah i know but like they're real people too yeah I know. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well except for, the, a, 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 except for the pig that's a that's a pig <laughs> yeah can he say that is that legal <laughs> That fucking kills me every single time. Yeah. Can you say that like legally? Uh, would, would you, you can finish your point if you'd like. Like all the characters, like they all have like an arc. They all have like an emotional story to them. Like the dad, the uncle, Miles, Peter, both Peters, I guess. Um, that's a lot of characters for them all to like 
for you to be able to connect with and like kind of feel something for. Mm. Well, yeah, to be a superhero, you have to have someone dead. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Someone that's, needs to die. They make they make that point very clearly. So one thing that I wanted to pay attention to this time because of the multiverse movies, and this is, though many have tried since, I still feel like this is the one that handles it by far the most elegantly. Um, so obviously Miles is there and the Chris Pine Spider-Man you meet right at the beginning, but he's only in a couple scenes. And then... He meets Gwen pretty early, but he doesn't, he doesn't know that she's a spider person until like almost an hour in. Um, Peter B. Parker comes in around 35 minutes. So what I wanted to pay attention to is how much time they spent with the other people. And like you're saying, they feel like pretty fleshed out and well-developed. And the movie runs about an hour 54, I think. Yeah, it's somewhere on there. Um, and the, the other three spider people slash animals don't get introduced until over an hour into the movie. And then they're not part of like the last climactic thing. And then you factor in like 10 minutes for credits. They're really only in the movie for about 35 minutes. Mm. Um, that's spider noir, spider ham and uh, Penny Parker. We all know. Um, but yeah, so it's just, it doesn't feel too short and it, yeah, it's, they're really only there for like two fifths of the movie but it still feels like this whole expansive multiverse thing. But I guess that's the trick to not feeling way too overloaded and like it has to do too many things. Um, you know, no offense to multiverse of madness. Um, and then taking to its most maximalist extent and everything everywhere all at once, but it doesn't actually do too many other things, but still gets to feel like it is you know, fleshing all these other characters and worlds out. Yeah. I think those exposition dumps they do with the comics help that part a lot. So much. Yeah. yeah. What, what a good, what a good vehicle. Well, they, they kept it at the level for like a child. Cause it is True. like a kid's movie. It, How it dare you? really gets super complicated when you try to get into the multiverse and it's like, well, let's stop doing this people. Cause none of us have a master's degree in physics and like, you're not going to be able to get a much deeper understanding than what they did in Spider-Man. Like that's yeah. completely enough. You don't need to go crazy. I know you're calling this a child's movie, but am I the only one who almost cries when they kill Spider-Man like 20 minutes into this movie? Wow. <laughs> it's a real bummer. It's horrible. Spoilers. It is like one of the worst things I've seen in like a superhero movie. I I'm, did I'm think, crushed when he's crushed. I did think that was like a little uh, intense for a kid's movie. Like you're saying that. King just, like, okay, it's PG. It, it is a kid's movie. Parental King. guidance. <laughs> Parents King, are there. Kingpin just like murders him. Like it's pretty brutal. But like that's also like a huge part of his character is like if I actually stepped up, I could have helped. I could have did something. Mm. And he like that's a huge thing of him like being like, oh, I have to now be Spider Man. That makes sense. I did love how they animated yeah. Kingpin though. He was like just every time you see him, you kind of wanted to laugh. Like he just he looked like grooved, like got injected with a shit ton yeah. of steroids. Honestly, it's so perfect and I love it so much. I, every time so I see good. it, I think of you, Will, because I remember you complaining Rude. about Kingpin Kingpin being like a real person in one of the things, and you were like, he's supposed to be really big. I'm like, but Will, he's a, he's an actor. You can't make him like that. <laughs> I, I, and then I this came out. I was like, Will's gonna love yeah, this. This is the size <laughs> of an SUV. I do really enjoy like what's the actor's name? He's fantastic as Hink Kingpin in uh, Daredevil. I don't remember, but yes, that's what it was. It was he, it was Daredevil. Yeah, he is fantastic oh, 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 in that role. Current uh, Netflix Daredevil, yes. uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. Oh yes, he is fantastic. 
D'Onofrio, one of the best physical actors of all time. Of course, he plays the bug man in Men in Black. It's hard to find someone that square in real life. <laughs> yes. But, but so, like, so if, square. If you saw like a comparison, like in the actual comics, his hands are giant. Yeah. Like, no, like I, could crush your skull. Like Kingpin's his almost, normal size. He, 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 <laughs> he fights. It, it is, though. It's, it's like maybe only a slightly bigger. <laughs> I like his big hunchback, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's like me. He fights superheroes just with like, and he's not a mutant or anything, so he'd have to be ridiculously large. Um, makes, he's, he's like just almost like the blob in Marvel. Yeah. He's, he's really he, just a person. Doesn't he throw a taxi as a mild? <laughs> he's very yes, strong, he Greg. <laughs> <laughs> he can leverage his massive body weight very well. He, he weighs ate, more than a taxi. So. <laughs> he ate all of his vegetables. Oh man! Uh, play uh, voiced by Liev Schreiber, who we talked about a couple weeks ago on the Scream episode. He's in a non-speaking role in Scream. He's in this. And soon we'll complete the Leo Schreiber trilogy and do Spotlight, three movies that go great together. Um, <laughs> they all do start with an S. Well, we're mentioning him and Scream. I want to also mention that I said on the Scream episode, it was our second Drew Barrymore movie. It was actually our fourth. Sorry. Ooh. I forgot the other ones. Um, and so, yeah, this is a good entry point for talking about the voice cast. As someone who really likes New Girl and hadn't seen this movie before, were you very, very excited to hear Jake Johnson's voice? I was super excited. And like, it, as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, I think that might be. And then like, once they went into his backstory, it's like, nope, this is too perfect for <laughs> Nick's character to not be his backstory. Like if Nick did suddenly get bit by a Spider-Man, like a spider, this would be his. <laughs> yeah, it's, it just basically is what, what Jake Johnson does. It's just Spider-Man. Once he got bit by a spider <laughs> <laughs> just a feral spider there's got to be a feral spider but in the multi probably a zombie one right we, we don't there is know a it doesn't spider work. man oh terrifying it, it is terrifying you know we don't know that it doesn't work that way have we ever seen spider-man bite someone <laughs> we don't know uh yeah but honestly i don't want to i i don't want to say jake johnson makes this movie because the rest like there's the rest of the cast is like really really good but man all his uh, everything he says is just so funny even like you said, his like exposition dump that they give for him when he's like talking, he's like crying in the shower. It's so good. <laughs> and he's talking about doing like, ab getting crunches, strong. getting strong. <laughs> he's talking, imagine two seahorses just meeting and making it work. <laughs> yes. The, the thing is, all of that dialogue could have come from Nick's character in New Girl, which is yeah, I, a lot I, of I it. Know, a lot, a lot, of, it, a lot like, of his reactions, too. Or just... Especially the seahorse part. Like, I could see him telling, so like, after he got broken up with, that's enough about New Girl. His but like, honestly, is, like, breaking when he's talking about the seahorses, too. Yes. So He's, he's fantastic. Everybody should watch New Girl. The the, uh, the bread really scene good. later is also really perfect with him. <laughs> no, like, I will I get, get you all the so bread much you bread. Want. I will <laughs> fill this room with bread for you. <laughs> yeah. so good. Selecting a bagel. The, the scene with him and Alchemax too. You're good news, kid. We don't need the monitor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I love. He was giving his plan like step four: steal a bagel. <laughs> And the the part where um he's like we find the lead scientist and Miles is like oh actually it's that lady with the bike oh okay I examined my personal biases step five <laughs> yes yeah oh uh, yeah he's he's excellent in this and I assume he's in across the Spider Verse which I believe comes out in about a year now hmm. um but maybe not I guess they could go in different multiversal directions but hopefully hope not. not. I really love that they're able to tell like a complete story for his character too, as well as like Miles, and that they like they have a, like a really good dynamic between him and Miles that I I really like. 
Yeah. They did a little bit of that too. Uh, Cause I was trying to, when we were talking about them fleshing out all the characters, it's like, I guess not really for a lot of the spider men in it, but they did first uh, spider noir a little bit too. It felt like, like he kind of had a tiny bit of growth. Um, and then yep. he figured out the Rubik's cube, and, uh, <laughs> figured out the Rubik's cube. And I think he made another comment, but I, I can't remember now that like, just like, Oh, it's a lot different here than it is in like the thirties or something yeah. like that. Um, and then even the uh, spider girl, not Gwen, P- Penny, Penny? Parker. Penny Parker, she ha- seemed to have a little bit of something with like when the robot died and stuff like that. Like now oh, she's yeah. going to have to go back and like try to figure out how to rebuild this because she yeah. got that from her dad. So, yeah, like, it was her dad's robot. There was definitely like a, a even like with the short amount of time they had, they gave you a good amount. For yeah. It. And like Gwen also was like, oh, I can have friends again. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody got like a little. It's Even if it was just a Rubik's Cube. Really tough to sort of build characters in such a efficient way without relying on sort of cliches or tropes and to actually make it effective. And that final scene where they're saying goodbye to each other and you can feel like genuine affection. And mm. I feel like Nick Cage's delivery there is really, really, really good. good. Yeah, I yeah. can't help but think, imagine if 10 years ago someone was like, hey, you're not going to believe this. Nick Cage is playing Spider-Man and he's fucking great. <laughs> Yeah. You're gonna love him. Man. Yes. I, I mean, to be fair, after watching Kick Ass, I'd be like, yeah, I can see that. That was Spider Man. That, that was Spider Noir's thing because he was talking about how we don't have feelings, and then at the end, he gives like a really yeah. emotional goodbye. That's that's what connected with me. But yeah, yeah. And it, from Nick Cage of all people, he's, he's a great so actor. Good in this movie. We love Nick Cage. He's so good. He's um, he's he's super good in this movie. Uh, Haley Seinfeld, Gwen, um, Nick Cage. Yeah, uh, and John Mulaney is Spider Ham. Yes. We mentioned it. John Mulaney in there. Just being a, funny. A great, great bit of comic relief. Was, I just lost my hands. That's the reason they're wet. <laughs> no, there's no other reason. Do animals talk in your dimension? I don't want to freak them out. <laughs> <laughs> when he sadly gives him the mail, he says, it'll fit in your pocket. <laughs> it's so good. I really like, I don't want to get too into like, you know, how did he get his powers kind of thing, but I really wanted to see how that hammer worked in his dimension. Like, could Miles really use the hammer? But I don't think it's ever coming back. Did you hear a story where he got bitten by a radioactive pig? (laughs) Briefly. (laughs) Yeah, it only flashes for like a second because it's showing like the three at the same time. Yes. Oh, man. That was funny. The hands joke, too. I was like, this sounds like it came straight from John Mulaney's stand up. Like, did they have them write their own dialogue for this thing? Because, like, <laughs> I think there's a lot of alternates with Mulaney, especially. Oh. I, I vaguely remember watching a featurette about that kind of thing. Um, and, and just to round out, Shamik Moore plays Miles. Brian Tyree Henry plays his dad, Jeff. Jefferson Davis, always a name that I forget is a character's name in Marvel. <laughs> uh, funny. Uh, and Mahershala, oh, yeah. Mahershala so Ali boring. plays Prowler. Oh yeah, I always forget oh. it's him. Uncle yes. Iron is and he's a, great. Such a good character. <laughs> everyone's doing it. Everyone Roddy. gets like an emotional scene. Everyone's really good. At what point did you know Uncle Iron was evil? Did you know right away? Do you know when Prowler goes into the apartment, or did you not know until like the mask? It was I don't want to say almost instantly, but like when he brought them there and then he got bit by the spider, and then Miles came back and saw the collider. I was like, what engineering project was he working on? And then when Prowler came back and was fighting, I was like, oh, that's his uncle. I retract my statement. He's not evil. Uh, and also, why did you assume he couldn't have been an engineer? <laughs> oh, because he took him into a broken down part of the sewer and was like, I did an engineering project down here. And I was like, what, what, what kind of engineering project did you do down here? 
Mm. I guess it was an evil engineering project. Yeah, yeah an evil one. And that's like as soon as you saw the thing, I was like, oh, okay, that, I guess that that checks out. Like, I don't know. It's not evil. It's cutting edge. <laughs> yeah. What, what what I am excited for is to see Donald Glover play the Prowler now, because he he's in. Yeah, the that's Holland supposedly first. what's going to happen, right? That's yeah. what they're saying. I don't know. I, I. Which means Miles Morales is in the universe. Yeah. I'm very excited. He's in the universe, but he's like. 11 right now yeah he, me and he mentions it. me and ray already figured that out they're not gonna show him they they did that as a, a threat to tom holland like don't you fuck this up tom we can get rid of you immediately we already dropped threads for milo morales we could cut your contract in two seconds <laughs> we, we, <laughs> they'll kill him off and then they'll be <laughs> spider-man we can pump any tiny british boy full of steroids just you watch <laughs> <laughs> wait what were you prowler donald glover is going to be in what the so, so in holland the holland verse the holland verse okay that's what you're yeah in in homecoming in the first one donald yeah. glover's in it he, he, he's like, oh, Aaron I saw Davis. these weapons. I don't want them on the street. I have a nephew here. It took and a while for, to make, for me to make that connection too. But like when they tell you about like his character, they tell you what his name is. Yeah. Um, and it's it's Miles' uncle. Okay. Aaron, yeah. Yeah, because oh. they made him drop Aaron Davis. Interesting. Okay. And they do spend right. a weird amount of time on Donald Glover in that movie. Yeah, and he says something like, I don't want these weapons here because my nephew lives in this neighborhood or something. And Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So the drops It's kind of like a little Easter egg thing, but... I didn't even realize that Vil- Prowler is in the Hollandverse already? Yeah, it's I, Donald Glover. I he, also, he, he hasn't done anything. It's literally just one scene with Donald Glover saying that thing, like, my nephew lives here, and they name him Aaron Davis, Davis or whatever okay. it is. And, and then yeah. you have people like me who are so excited. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. That, that, that was there for me. Gotcha. I was like, did I miss a whole villain? Like, no, wait. No, no, no. You didn't, you didn't miss. <laughs> no, it's just really like Mr. Egg. Okay. Yeah, th- th- there's a lot of villains in that movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and just you, Catherine Hans also in this movie, um, Lily Tomlin, Lake Bell, Zoe Kravitz, all doing various level of voice work in here. <laughs> cool movie. Um, and I think we've talked around it enough. So like story wise, how, how was, I was, I always love the pacing of this movie. I feel like the learning to control your Spider-Man powers is always a big part of a Spider-Man movie. And I feel like this has a very good one there when he starts hearing the internal monologue, the speech boxes start coming up and he's got the pigeons on his hands on the building. And- <laughs> Yeah, him like figuring out that he's got the powers is really good, especially too when at first he's like really, he's like, oh, I grew, I'm taller now. <laughs> oh, it must be puberty and like. <laughs> yep, you just grew like four inches overnight. But the way they show his like spidey senses too, starting as him like he can hear everybody and his voice is too loud. I thought that was like really cool and it helped because they had like such a cool way of being able to animate it because they had access to like comic panels as like little side oh, things. Yeah. Um, that made it really cool. I, I loved like how they were all so willing to help because they were Spider-Man, but so bad at being a teacher because nobody taught yep. them anything. Right. So they, they're like, Spider-Man. Because they're <laughs> Spider-Man. So yeah. they're just like they you can see how badly they want to teach them, but it really just boils down to you got to figure it out, kid. Especially like since he doesn't have the normal powers they do. It's like really, I I don't know what to tell you. Like just be invisible. <laughs> I yeah, I I like that a lot too because it's I don't know. It makes it a good uh children's movie, I guess. But Miles is a, he's a teenager. Yep, and he has to try and figure out you know his life and his struggles. And I like that instead of going in a direction where a lot of movies would go where they like they have no support they got to figure out on their own it goes the opposite direction he has like 
a ton of support. He has a very supportive father. He has a an uncle that he's really close to, a mother, all these other people. But he still has to figure it out on his own. It doesn't matter if you have all these supports. It's it, you, mm-hmm. it's your life, and y- you got to figure it out. It doesn't matter if you have alternate versions of you from different universes. Even they can't help you figure it out. <laughs> he he uh, just needed his dad to say that I'm proud of you, and you can do what you want. Great, another great scene. I, yeah, the dad in this movie is awesome. I love yeah. a movie where the dad is just like he's just an awesome dad. He's great. Like he really doesn't ever do anything wrong. You know, maybe he's a little like, sorry, I love you back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's so good. That's fantastic. Uh, Brian Tyree Henry from Atlanta. He's in a bunch of movies now too. Um, so <laughs> with, what does he say with, uh, with, with great, uh, uh, with great ability comes, comes great accountability. <laughs> comes great accountability. Yeah. That's not how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, if you finish that sentence, <laughs> yes, him him meeting Peter B. Parker for the first time is one of the best scenes. I remember that being like an end credits teaser or something in a different whatever. Um, that's very vague, and I apologize, but I remember seeing at the end of a different movie that sequence where. The, like the police say uh, there's a kid dressed as Spider-Man dragging a homeless, <laughs> homeless corpse. <laughs> yeah. it, it's funny because he's wearing two different shoes too. Yes. <laughs> For a lot of the movie, he's wearing two different shoes. Um, yeah. I, I paid attention to that this time and it's because when he gets pulled in, he like rips the, the bottom of his costume off. Yes. yes. So he's just going to like forage for like pants and shoes. Yes. <laughs> uh, oh man. But yes, that, that sequence where they're being dragged by the train is... Incredible. It's so, it's so good. good too. And I love too when they fall on the ground and everyone just walks around them. Like nobody <laughs> Thanks, gives a New fuck. York. <laughs> Thanks, New York. Classic. <laughs> yeah. And everybody is dressed as well. Oh my God. When they're standing in the crowd and he's like, You have to be Spider Man now. And he's I have to be Spider Man now. I, I think he just means that metaphorically. It's <laughs> <laughs> a that. very good joke. It's really good. Uh so I they do a really great thing here that definitely the first time I mean they tell you straight up that someone Miles cares about is going to die with the repetition of all the Spider-Men and women and pigs coming in and saying like here's my tragic backstory um, just over and over again and then like it doesn't actually it didn't for the first time the first time I watched it didn't sink into me like oh obviously someone that Miles cares about has to die for him to like become (laughs) Spider-Man And uh, then the, the Uncle Aaron stuff, I feel like, plays out really well in that fight at uh, Maze House. Yeah, even after watching this movie a bunch of times, you know how it's all going to play out. It's still just so good. Like, you know, them they do such a good job showing that relationship with Uncle Aaron and how, yeah. like, bonded they are. And then him, he discovers the uncle's the prowler before the uncle discovers that he's Spider-Man and, like, the fact that once he's got miles cornered miles knows like i can just tell him who i am and uh, you know he's my uncle i'll be okay yeah see for me that hardcore origin story yeah (laughs) for for me that threw me for like a huge loop because i've read like his origins and it's his his mom that dies yeah so i was like so blown away by that uh interesting yeah yeah i think in the ps4 spider-man it's his dad who dies yeah it is that's what it flipped around Uh, for that one as well the guy trying to constantly keep you on your heels. They, they really you think are. you know what's coming. 
Oh, everybody's looking at me. Uh, so it seemed like you were you were gearing up for something. I, I was, but uh, I kind of lost the thought. It was somewhere along the lines of like, well, they gotta have one like superhero where like the, both parents don't die. Like it's nice that there's somebody with like you know they got that supportive system like and without killing off one of them. But yeah. I don't know. I guess there's other people like that. I guess you just don't normally see a lot of superheroes that still live with their parents. So yeah, yeah. I, it seems it does seem like the best superhero stories, or at least the ones that connect in movie form, as someone who has really read the comic books are people who like feel like they need to be alone so they don't hurt the people around them right? mm. um, unless you're tony stark that's your tony stark yeah <laughs> yeah but the exception that proves the rule right he's the only guy that can do that mm. well yeah. he did be, build like 50 suits to just like patrol all yeah. of his family so yeah, that that was, yeah that was a terrorism true. attack on his house <laughs> didn't activate the suit different movie we'll yeah. get into that some other time <laughs> yeah but he gave the terrorist his address <laughs> And then didn't that's, activate uh, Iron Man three, right? Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. Iron Man three. <laughs> it's like, oh, I guess I could have these suits just fly around and patrol, but whatever. So. Normally, I don't like to talk about that movie, but it is the Christmas season, so I guess now it's appropriate. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, the way the the pacing of this movie, it's almost two hours long, but it does. I mean, it does not drag at it all. Flies this movie. It flies. It has stuff that you could maybe predict, like oh, this is gonna go like this. He's not going to really be able to do it. They're going to leave him behind. He's going to have to find his inner strength. And then he'll eventually be the guy that stays behind to have the final climactic showdown with Kingpin. But the way they execute it is, I think it's the best way you can do a superhero movie. You just can't do it any better than this. Yep. Yeah. Because even like, I I love the scene at Alchemax or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and I think that seems like an hour into the movie. Mm. And that's like the first time there. Well, I guess there's some action when like Spidey gets killed, but like this is the first time Miles is really doing anything yep. like Spider-Man related, and it's like an hour into the movie, and that seems awesome. <laughs> Did you uh have any idea that that lady was gonna be Doc Ock, Robbie? No, that definitely caught me by surprise. She actually has like a bunch of the arms littered around her office. Yeah, that she's like working on. Oh, I didn't. It, they're all. They're, it's all like background things. So if you're just like listening and paying attention to that mm -hmm. stuff, like you gloss right over. Yeah, it. Yeah, it. It didn't. Um, it did not click whatsoever. Yeah, I did notice this time. There's like an arm on her desk, but like if you don't know, maybe you think it's just some kind of yeah. miscellaneous science experiment tube or something. Well, the way she acts too, you're just like, oh, she's a huge fan, and it's yeah. like, oh no, she's a a giant enemy. Yeah, she seems kind of crunchy, but. I, I I did really love that too. Like, oh, let me guess. Your friends call you Doc Ock. No, my friends call me Liv. My enemies call me Doc Ock. Yeah, yeah. One of I think only the first time that Catherine Hahn was a surprise villain in a Marvel thing, but not the last. Spoilers. What other movie was she a surprise villain in? It was a TV show. I don't want to. I, I guess if you haven't watched it, I don't want to spoil it. What what, what show? Uh, WandaVision. Oh, okay. I, I, I don't know who she is I in, don't know who she in is. real no. life. I didn't realize that was the same person. Same person. That's fantastic. Okay. It's like, yes, yeah, so you should have known the second time. <laughs> right? WandaVision was probably after this. She's, she's, really she's less uh, yeah, less yes. animated in WandaVision. Yeah. Should have known it was her all along. <laughs> Will, are there, are there other like Spider-Man stories where Doc Ock is a female? I'm sure there are. I only know like a little bit of Spider-Man stuff, but like as you saw all the, the million Spider-Man, those all actually do exist. So I can only imagine there's a different iteration of Doc Ock across all of them. Yeah, she is in that preschool show that Renly watches. Um, 
Oh, the, the Spidey and his amazing friends. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's there's it, a female Doc Ock in that one too. Is Miles the kind in of that like one as well? Ones. Yes. Yeah. Is that one voiced by Donald Glover? I know that he is the voice so. of Miles Morales in something. No. Mm. And it's uh, Spider Gwen's in that one too, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I like uh, Spider Gwen. Spider Gwen's dope. <laughs> I in a band that's cool. It's sick to be in a band. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cool. <laughs> Is that it? All the dialogue okay. that Miles and Peter B. Parker have in Alchemax just kills me. Like yeah, him, him so stealing the bagel and be like, now would be a really good time to go invisible. Not going to go invisible. Okay. <laughs> um, and Miles like hacking into the desktop too. It just opens up and the whole desktop is like files. A vest. Yeah. Organize yeah. your desktop. Remember this password. Um, you don't I love the, I love like yeah, I, I love the the to the desktop being all cluttered and then just the way they like designed her animation because even with like the the hair like all the mess and stuff like that and like the office kind of like it really mm-hmm. like it built that character in two seconds flat they didn't really have to do yep. exposition like she's cluttered and chaotic that's live Octavia I yeah. love too when he first like opens that thing and all the desktop icons show up. All they do, they don't change. Like, obviously, he's invisible. He's got the mask on. They don't change the expression. Instead, they just give him an exclamation point, exclamation point, question mark. Shows up on the side of his head, and I was like, oh, that's perfect. Like, that's all you need. Uh, and yeah. that's uh, right before that's when he stuck to the ceiling, too. And uh, Peter's yelling at him, you got to relax. What do you do to relax? I just sing. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. <laughs> So, so great. Funny. I love what they're escaping too. And like they have the laptop and the side to see. He's like, hey, he's got a bagel. <laughs> <laughs> he took a bagel. I love, I don't know if you caught it, but when Miles throws the bagel and hits someone in the head, the, the splash goes, bagel. Oh, I didn't. I saw it say something, <laughs> but I didn't read it. Like I thought it said funk or something like yeah. that, but that's awesome. Um, What's really cool throughout this movie that I, I, I now that we're talking about it and like analyzing it, I'll remember, but I always forget that it kind of does every now and then pick a couple frames to just be like a splash page and just have, I, I think the one that's standing out in my mind now, there's a bunch during the Prowler chase, but him jumping in front of the subway. Um, it, it's just so cool. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I like the one when he tries to jump off the building and he trips over a shoelace mm. as he falls, it gets the, ah, that's, like yeah. trailing but when he hits the ground it cuts to like a little image of like a little like uh you know pop of the usb drive like cracking it's a little like cartoon hand-drawn yeah. usb drive like cracking as if it was on like a comic book page and i like that yeah. one a lot and there's a lot of times that it has like three panels of things happening and when ang lee did it for his hulk movie everyone thought it was dumb but <laughs> i guess it's cool now <laughs> I really like the shoelace thing too, because it's just like I'm doing it for the aesthetic. Yeah, and I'm it's like, a, it's of, a choice. Of course, it has to it's come up when he's doing this momentous. Like I'm gonna just like, oh, see, you, you gotta tie your shoes. I, I do really like that he's like, okay, in the comic, we're going to this building right here, and he's like, nah, it's too high, and he goes to the next smaller one. <laughs> that that scene with the like walking back down the stairs was very fantastic. Yeah, good movie. Um, so yeah, he does find his ability to do the uh the what do they call it like the venom strike of uh, venom shot yeah the venom yeah they call i think they call it venom strike in this they only say it one time 
Yes. And it's when like Peter's holding him. Yeah, which is weird because I'm always like Peter names it. <laughs> well, why are you naming it? <laughs> why are you naming it? Do, do a Venom Strike game fast. I'll be like, what's that? It's like, and why, named it why are you naming it after one of your enemies? Like, isn't that going to be confusing with like the other Venom? <laughs> that um, I love that part because obviously that's what the movie's building to. Yeah. Um, you know it's coming. Yep. It's a, it's a superhero like origin story. You know where it's all leading. But I just feel like it still hits so hard. I think it helps like that his dad comes and he's like tied up and he can't talk to his dad and yes. his dad gives him that like And that's what gets him pumped and stuff to do it. Yeah, I think that like that really helps. Then obviously the whole scene after is like so well done. Like the way they chose to like edit it with him visiting Aunt May as it's all happening, I felt like was yeah. really, really good. Yeah, the kind of double montage of him building the suit with him already like getting into position up on the building. And we're talking about the what the what's up danger scene. I was going to say, and with that dope soundtrack. Yes. But the soundtrack is so phenomenal in this yeah. movie. Yeah, this is, I can count on, I mean, maybe I have to use fingers and toes, but on the digits of my body, maybe teeth, I can count on those, the number of times I've been as pumped in a movie theater as that scene. Yeah. Um, wicked, wicked good scene. I love that he spray paints the suit. Yes. I always get a little bit mad about that because, like, why didn't he just pick the black suit? Yeah, there was a black suit. You know, there was a black suit. Just he, pick he it. Had, and you can, it's him, He had though. to do it himself. It's his thing. You I know, I get it. But, like, it, it would have been a lot less effort to use red spray paint than, you know, do the whole thing black. I, I don't know. It's his suit. Yeah. You're, you're, <laughs> leave him alone. If you really want to pick on it, pick on the fact that the all the suits are twice as tall as him. <laughs> what are you, some They're kind stretchy. of art history major? Also in that montage, when... The first time he goes into the the like spider shed, and he's looking at the reflection of the suit, and he's way shorter than it. And then during this montage, you actually see his head as high as the suit, which is great. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's like a direct pull from the Captain America movie. Sure, oh. he like it's like you can be in the military. And sure, like, yeah. head's way lower. <laughs> this one's got a cape. <laughs> I think I love a cape. When they visit that spider shed or whatever, too, he's like. Yeah, my mine just like that. Just pick the uh, no, get rid of the jeep, the helicopter, picture a futon. A little less pretentious. <laughs> it's like I, I feel bad for him, honestly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that scene's that scene's amazing. I mean, the the look of it. It's just a showcase of the talent of everyone involved, and and again, just the conception of when he jumps off. That's flipped, so he's rising. He's not falling. I think they do seconds. one of the tri panel things for him mm-hmm. jumping too. Yeah, and, and just then, yeah. the 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 impact of him jumping, shattering the glass behind him is so it's so cool. Yeah, that was a really cool go. scene to see in theaters. <laughs> yes, like, I feel like it does lose something when you watch it at home. Yeah, you kind of feel like you're floating. What? It's <laughs> yeah, those idiots who just watched it at home. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but yeah, that's one of those moments where you just feel like you know a, a, a sort of weightlessness as just, again the the shot of him going up. With the building, like to meet the building, really helps too. I think like several of the songs from this were like radio hits after this movie came out. Sunflower certainly was. I think some others too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, then climactic battle, and this is where we can talk about the uh, the Kirby the Kirby dots that are throughout this movie that they purposely not only have as sort of like the kind of look of a lot of the animation, but also a literal a literalization i guess of the dots as a sort of representation of stuff that's been affected by the super collider um the dots that kind of like just look like big bubbles everywhere uh they 
That's not just that. I watched the video. They talk about they did that on purpose. Um, Must be a Banksy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But how? Uh, and then the, that. Just, I just want to say that final scene where everything just goes off, and they totally earn the ability to just be like, okay, we're just in like a zero gravity kind of void and we're just going to do the craziest animation shit for the last 10 minutes. Oh yeah. It's definitely just like, Hey, this is a comic book movie. Like we're just going for it. Yep. Kingpin's going to throw a taxi. (laughs) Yep. All that, all that shit's so good. Yeah. The fight against Kingpin's wicked good. Honestly, that whole final scene is great. I love that. He obviously he, he steals the USB from, Peter B. Parker, you watch know, the hands. watch the hands. <laughs> oh, you gotta be kidding me. Uh, the fact that that comes back and then he does the move that he saw the original Peter Parker do in the beginning yeah. to like where he does that weird spin off the super collider. And they're yes. like, did we teach him that? We, we taught him that, right? <laughs> oh, I didn't pick. I, I remembered them saying that, but I didn't pick up like he got it from the other. The, he there. watched the other Peter do that in the beginning and he was like, whoa. And that was like right around the time too when he he's getting attacked and he's like, I should go help him. And he's like, wait, what am I thinking? I definitely should not go up there. <laughs> yeah. He would have no way to get up there besides just crawling. No, he has no ability to do that. But yeah, so I love that, you know, he he copies that. And then obviously the leap of faith comes back too when he's giving the emotional arc to uh yeah. PDB Parkinson. And he's like, You gotta go home, man. Mm. I I love that. Even yeah. when Miles shows up at that scene too. And he's like, I love you. He's like, do I want to have kids? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and just while we're still talking about them to touch on another thing I got from those videos, which if you really want to deep dive on all the tech and the innovations that they did and the different things that they were thinking about as they were animating it, you can go down an extremely deep rabbit hole on YouTube watching their videos. But one thing that's worth just directly lifting from there, um, when he actually is teaching Miles how to do the swinging, uh, at the beginning, Miles and him are in different frame rates. And then as they go on and Miles is getting better at it, they actually sync up and then they're in the same frame rate when they're like looking at each other and like bonding. Just cool, cool concept of a thing that like, you know, if you didn't see it in theaters, you might not even notice. Um, <laughs> I have a 75 inch TV. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> You really only get that quality if you see it in theaters or on shutter. That's right. And just act act now, and it's a really cheap price, probably. (laughs) Anyway, yes. So that final scene, we already talked about the emotional goodbyes, but everyone gets everyone gets some good stuff in there with uh, Spider Ham fighting Scorpion and good shit. I did like their uh, portrayal of Scorpion that it was like this weird mech person thing. Like that was that was fun. Did did you like Green Goblin? Green Goblin was a little he was big beefy. He was very he was a little beefy. I was like, all right, I guess that's that is a goblin. Like, oh, yeah, what's his great. glider look like? <laughs> he's just got the wings. <laughs> I like I always that oh, I always forget that they just fucking kill him <laughs> immediately. Yeah, he's, he's just fucking dead. He's dead. Yep. What killed him? Like when the collider exploded, you see his body really quick. Like his hand, Miles like looks at it and is like shocked, and he's just dead there. Yep. Mm. Yep. Okay. But that's uh. Yeah. Good ending. Cool, cool stuff. They reconcile him and his dad, Jeff. And then he gets in bed. And after his uh, really cool monologue about like anyone can wear the mask and I'm Spider, I'm Spider-Man. Love it. Yeah. Love it. I've, every time I see this movie, I'm like, I could, I'm I can gonna do go, this. I can go, I'm going to go fight crime in the middle of the night. I'm going to go beat people up. I'm going to put on a mask, beat people up. Uh, a couple of lovely grace notes with the 
at the end, the kind of, you know, multiverse bubbles show up around his bed and you hear Gwen saying hi to him. And then the quote that they have from Stanley at the end that, you know, anyone who does the right thing is a superhero or whatever. Um, that I'm not, I'm not trying to diminish it. I'm just paraphrasing. Cause I don't remember the exact wording, <laughs> but yeah, cool movie. I love the, uh, I look forward to working with you officer. I love you. What? <laughs> <laughs> I also like too, that they were like, we just made probably the best animated movie. in I don't know how many years. And I'm like, Let's just make some fucking crazy ass animated credits too, just because. Those credits are great. Yeah, I, let's I make our credits m- more well animated than like every other movie that came out this year. Good credits. <laughs> and then just even the end credits, they're like, all right, let's also just jump into a meme real quick because people will love this. And like, normally that stuff is so like, I don't know, you're like, oh, fan service, but I loved it. I had no, no notes. I'm like, that was fantastic. Yep. Oscar Isaac is. Spider Man 2099 and you're pointing at me right you're now. Pointing, you're pointing first. <laughs> who point, who pointed first? Spider Man pointed first. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. So good. And yeah, cool movie. So this takes place in a not this earth earth. Uh which earth is this one? And which Ooh, and which I, earth is the like main earth? The main earth is uh six one six. This okay. would be one six one six. Okay. That's what the like ultimate universe is, and that's where like all those come from. There's so many universes. Yeah, yeah. I oh, don't know all the comic stuff, but I knew this wasn't the regular Earth because I'm the Spider-Man regular. Earth. Yeah, that's <laughs> that true. Sense. When um they're messing with the collider, it'll be like, oh, there's a bunch of universes, and they all pop up, and it shows like which designation they are. Mm. It's only for like a half second. Yeah, that makes sense. Robbie, did you pick up on all the Times Square jokes? Because when that when the multiple times that you see characters getting thrown into Times Square, the billboards are all like jokes. No, I didn't even notice that. Cool. I tried to write the there's from dusk till Sean, which is uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost in their Shaun of the Dead costumes. But it's a poster for a movie called from dusk till Sean. There's planet Inglewood instead of planet Hollywood. There's the bridesmaid posters, but it says baby showers. Uh, Blake Griffin is a baseball player instead of a basketball player for the New York Red Sox. Oh, no. Um, there's Probably a made some people angry. There's a poster for an upcoming uh, sequel movie to Clone High called Clone College. Uh, Lord and Miller, of course, got their start on Clone High back in the day for MTV. Um, there's uh, just the same poster as Oh, Hello, the Nick Kroll and John Mulaney on Broadway show, but it just says, hi, hello. <laughs> um, also little Easter eggs that they throw in when um, Miles is hanging out with Uncle Aaron on the TV is like Spider-Man playing. Uh, and nice. um, when he's panicking and he's looking for someone to call above Uncle Aaron's name is um, B. Bendis. And it's Brian Michael Bendis, who is the writer of Miles oh, Morales. <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> Let me call my writer. Also, the Red Man Group <laughs> instead of the Blue Man Group. Fantastic. That's, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, there, there's a bunch of other ones too, but and a lot of forty twos everywhere. A lot of forty twos. They had fun with it. Chance yeah. the Rapper is wearing a hat with a four on it instead of a three. I I don't know if I would have. <laughs> I didn't even know Chance the Rapper was in it. Uh, on in poster form. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway. Good movie. Good movie. Fantastic. <laughs> Amazing even. Spectacular. <laughs> Good colors. Not enough colors in movies these days. That's what I say. 
Yeah, it's nice to have a movie where when it's nighttime, you can see. Mm, yes. They're like, you know what? Night, yeah. It's bright at night. There's lights <laughs> everywhere. You can see stuff. Yeah, it's man. New York. <laughs> Good. I'll let you see whatever you want. Yeah. Throw some extra colors in there. You want to see people's faces and the action? <laughs> we'll let you have it. Yeah, all yours. All yours. Finally, something not lit by torchlight. Like this movie, you can't make something like this live action. There's just no way. And I really do feel like, and I don't know how controversial this is, but I really do think this is the best superhero movie that's come out. Among all those Marvel movies, DC movies, this is my favorite superhero movie. And I think it's because the other ones can't do some of the stuff that this one can. They can't make it as close to the comics because it's basically a comic. (laughs) I, I mean, as for like the animation, like the style of crazy things you can do, I think Doctor Strange has made a lot of like good like leaps for that, especially things like the mirror dimension and whatnot. Visually, sure. Yeah, visually, sure. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, that's that's a good segue. What off the top of your head would be a contender for best superhero movie? If like Greg was saying, this is to his mind the best one. Or or like maybe like your 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 top couple because I feel like it's always hard to pick like a best. I feel like I've been enjoying the ones more that are outside of like the MCU or you know outside of like the DCU. I don't know. Like um. Like kick ass. You're a, you're a, a huge one. Snyder fan, right? Oh, yeah. So you have every version of Justice League. Is Absolutely, yeah. yes. Um, kick ass is good. Like I feel like I don't know. There's something about um, this one that's just super refreshing too. Even though it is part of it is Marvel, yeah. mm-hmm. it's just very refreshing compared to like everything else that's been put out. Would you consider Free Guy a superhero movie? I don't think so. No. Okay. The Incredibles. Big Hero 6 is really yeah, good. I was say, yeah. Big Hero 6. I mean, yep. that is still it technically is, Marvel, Marvel, but it is really nice for an animated movie. Yeah. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen Incredibles 2 either. I need to watch good. that. B- Big Hero 6, phenomenal. Bob Odenkirk's in it. Oh, no way. You don't yeah. need to see Incredibles 2 because it, it lost Best Animated to Spider-Verse, so it's not oh, as good. Man. Yeah, we Those should transition into that Shots soon. Fire. But for, for me, Incredibles, the first Incredibles is easily up there for superhero movies. Um, I mean, the basic ass answer is any pick any Batman that you want. I love returns, dark Knight. you know, easy picks. Um, I don't know of the Marvel of the MCU Marvel movies, either the guardians would probably be like the most likely ones I'd pick from that bunch. We didn't, we didn't plan to like actually rank them, but just talking about, you know, what other contenders might be in the conversation. Uh, I still think Iron Man 1 is probably one of the best like Marvel movies there is. We did like that a lot when we talked about it for uh, in May. I think what helps that one too, though, is because it's one of the early ones. Because like even now when I'm like, oh, what's my favorite ones? I feel like all those Marvel movies in the middle just kind of jumble up. Like I, I, it's hard to yeah, separate them because like they're all so similar to each other. So it's like Ray was saying, like this one's refreshing. It's those ones that are like kind of standouts. Either they did something new or different, like. Iron Man was one of the first, so it, it was new. It was it was unique. Yeah, it's not Chronicle. just a tie-in movie. Yeah, Chronicle is really good. Chronicle is fantastic, yeah. and that wasn't by Marvel or any of those. That was so good. And be remiss not to mention uh, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire. Also, yeah, I whenever I say like I'm like this is the best Spider-Man, it's the best superhero one. The one the things I always think of was like oh I know people someone's going to tell me that those Sam Raimi Spider-Man ones are like better. So good. <laughs> this is still my favorite Spider-Man movie for sure. I think it's my favorite superhero movie, but I know it's my favorite Spider-Man. They even made fun of that one in this one. <laughs> they touched on like all of them. 
No, they did, they uh, they did the walking down the street scene, and they were like, "We yeah, don't talk about that scene." It's like, yeah, we don't talk about that. They did the upside down kissing from one. The yeah. the opening montage also had the him holding the train back from two. Mm. Yeah, they hit them all. Yeah, and that's so funny. <laughs> it was very funny. The visual gag of the messed up popsicle also very funny. Yeah. <laughs> so so popsicle. It's literally just a picture, yeah. like an actual like picture. photo of this popsicle. I like the, yeah. the Christmas <laughs> so special JPEG. music. <laughs> Yes. He's got a nice voice. <laughs> and TGI uh, Spideys. <laughs> Don't open a restaurant. <laughs> Made some bad decisions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for real, though, a restaurant opened by Spider-Man would have been successful just by nature that Spider-Man owned it. I, I don't think he opened it. He said, don't invest in a Spider-themed restaurant. Oh, so someone yes. else opened okay. TGI yeah. Spidey's. I'm sure uh, J. Jonah Jameson would have been like, don't go there. <laughs> they have bugs in their food. Just trying to get them canceled. A big, giant one. There's spiders Spider everywhere. <laughs> yeah, so I think we named all the superhero movies who we like. <laughs> Um, and then I also wanted to transition. What were you, what did you say that we like, Oh, we the should transition. Oscars that won best animated. So this was the first non Disney Pixar movie to win best animated since I want to say like 2011. Yeah. Best animated that year. Spider-Verse one. It was competing against Incredibles two for Pixar. It was also competing against Ralph breaks the internet. Which was a Disney movie, so it had a Disney and a Pixar. Um, it had Isle of Dogs that year, and uh, Mirai or something. Okay, I'm not sure what it is. Uh, so yeah, the the years. I think I was off by one or whatever. It was the first non Disney Pixar film to win since Rango in 2011. The first non Disney Pixar film to win since Happy Feet in 2006, <laughs> which was with another Disney Pixar in contention. So yeah. when Rango won, there wasn't a Disney Pixar. Yeah, so it was the first one to beat Disney and Pixar since 2006. Yep. I, I would say that's no contest either. Like it was one. What is it? Better. I can't believe Rango won. Yeah. Well, there was no Disney Pixar that <laughs> Do year. Do you guys not seen Rango? <laughs> no, I haven't. It, you should check out Rango. Rango's really good. Oh, oh okay. No, I haven't right. seen it either. I mean, it won an Oscar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you might not know this, but it, it won the Oscar. Well, I... I to be fair, Suicide Squad won an Oscar as well, and I would oh, not say that's a yeah, good that wasn't, movie. Yeah, that wasn't for, like, best I, anything no, picture I, in any I'm category. Aware, it, was it but best I, music or something like that? It, it was uh, makeup. Um, costume. Oh, okay. Can't oh. have been best which, which it beat something which was blew Better, my mind. Yeah. I can't um, remember what it was. Yeah, I do think this movie was no contest. I remember filling out my Oscar ballot this year and been like, free point, Spider-Verse, easy. But the fact that I felt that way is pretty impressive considering it was up against Disney and Pixar. Mm. And the Pixar movie was Incredibles 2, which mm. was like a huge deal when that thing was coming out. Because how long had it been? Like 10 years or something crazy? Mm -hmm. I feel like our generation in particular was like waiting for that sequel because they had set it up for one. Wasn't the other one a sequel too? Ralph Breaks the Internet? Yeah. Yes, that was a sequel to Wreck-It Ralph, which also was like a phenomenal movie that people absolutely loved. I just feel like in general, like sequels have a hard time winning and I have nothing to base that off of. That is strictly my uneducated opinion. Yeah. There's also a poster for Kitten Heels, which is a reference to Kinky Boots, the Broadway musical. <laughs> Uh, that's all my notes. Cool. <laughs> Every, everything in between the last time you gave us a Times Square ad to this one just cut. <laughs> that way it'll like you know feel all conjoined. Yeah, we don't need that. Um, um, before we get too off topic, I assume we're going to be wrapping up. Yeah, I do want to mention one last thing. 
This movie's wicked good. Yep. And I really do feel like it made a big difference in animation. I think this really opened the door for other people to like start trying some crazy stuff. I feel like there's been some other animated movies that have kind of taken a different direction with their animation rather than like, let's see how nice we can make like a computer animated movie. Um, I know like uh, right after this, it was um, Lord Miller was uh, Mid- Mitchell Mid- versus, versus Machines. machines yeah. And there's a lot of vibes from- so I'm still sad that I lost last year. I know. I, I was going to say, as soon as you brought that up, I, I got <laughs> that impression like, oh yeah, I could see- Yep. How these are similar. Yeah. And then, yeah, even like Pixar did Luca after, which they, they scaled yeah. it all back. They were like, okay, no, yeah, we don't yeah. want it to look super real. Let's let's go the other direction. <laughs> and I feel like this and it winning really did help like get, open some options for animation other than just like make it look as real as you can. Write that down. I, I, write that down. I feel like as things get more and more real looking, it gets more unsettling. And yeah. just not as like quality as like, good. Yeah, I think the, you know, a sense of style is more appreciated than something close to photorealism for sure. Mm-hmm. As long as it's not Illumination's house style, I hate those French bastards. <laughs> Take that minion out of my face. <laughs> oh, does it have a fat body and tiny stubby legs? Must be French or something. I don't know. Kingpin. <laughs> Just doing warmed over Three Stooges bits from... How long are they going to like keep... How long can this last? That? <laughs> It's they literally saved the movies, so give them a break <laughs> until the boomers die. I guess <laughs> it's the only thing young people want to see is three Spidermans <laughs> or those little yellow bastards. <laughs> <laughs> All right, put the little yellow bastards in the three Spidermans. <laughs> I guess the first been... Despicable Me was really good. <laughs> yeah, okay. I really enjoyed it. it. You're group pilled. <laughs> They did a really good job with it. It was very fun. Yeah, no, it is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, oh, well, Steve Carell's going to get paid forever now. He doesn't really have to act that much anymore. Oh, I was talking about the three Spider-Mans. Oh. <laughs> we, were on, we were on Gru and his in his whole family. Uh, I've seen the first two. I don't think I've seen the third one. I'm pretty sure there's like, there's like five. six hours. <laughs> there's, there's too many. That's what there is. I think there's only two Despicable Me movies, but then like the Minion verse <laughs> has like seven movies. Oh, I didn't. Is Steve Carell in those as well? I thought the they most just were recent doing... one, Rise of Gru. Okay, yeah, was yeah. also about Gru. That makes sense. But if he was young, maybe it's not. I don't know if it's still Carell or not. I refuse to watch anyway. the Minion movies just point blank because I'm not going to do it. But They're not that bad. They they genuinely are just doing like Three Stooges shtick and it's still funny. Yeah. It's, it's like a Mr. Bean movie. They're not really speaking English, but they're just doing shtick. Dislike both of those. Okay. We don't, <laughs> we don't need that. <laughs> Wait, why do you guys hate Mr. Bean? Oh, I, I've never liked Mr. Bean and I really have not been a huge fan of Three Stooges. Like, I just, I thought it was stupid. I, I don't know. Just not like the humor you enjoy. It reminds me of like a humor that like a cliche 90s high school bully would enjoy. Like, oh, they got hit in the head. It's like, eh, it does nothing for me. Mr. Bean is sophisticated. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit Robbie in the head and we can all laugh. <laughs> See, that's physical comedy in person. I appreciate it. <laughs> Humor does translate better in person. This is true. Um, okay, I'm not here to defend the Minions or Mr. Bean. What I wanted to steer us to is the other Spider-Man multiverse-based movie that's been a big deal that's come out in recent years that we haven't mentioned yet. No Way Home was fine, but this movie is w- w- way better than No Way Home. 
I, oh, I'm not saying it's not better. I definitely enjoy this movie a lot more, but I would say that it's not like bad. Yeah, it definitely did the multiverse thing a lot better in this one. But like, No Way Home wasn't. I mean, it was okay. I, I wasn't right? being fully serious. I was oh, okay. just, just trying to. It, it definitely did it better in this one. I I'd have difficulty ranking them. I I've only seen each of them once, so I'd, I'd really have to like watch them more. To That's fair. This yeah, this is now the first of three Marvel multiverse movies, and I think this one does the best job of like having a multiverse. I, I don't I don't actually like dislike No Way Home. I was I was glad they brought Sandman back. I felt like he was an underutilized villain from the Tobey Maguire ones. I'm ready to rate this thing. Me too. So every week we'll all give these movies a rating on a scale of 0.5 to 5 on any scale of your choosing besides stars. And I'll put those on our letterbox page that's late to the movies on letterboxd.com. And that's so the number two. Zeros off the table. We have to zeros off the table. Five. You can't you can't give it a zero. <laughs> I'd fight you over that. I, I wouldn't do that. Who's who's ready? I'm ready. Okay. I'm giving it five out of five totally normal spiders. Normal spider. It's boring how normal this spider is. <laughs> five out of five stolen bagels. What does he call the? It, it's not jiggers. Goobers. Yes. All right. Five out of five goobers. Yeah. It's a goober. I was gonna say gizmos, but that's it's not a goober. It's a gizmo. Yeah. Oh yeah. I guess five out of five spider people. Also, yep. I guess one pig. Yep. And a pig, which counts for nothing. Yeah. Bonus pig. <laughs> bonus pig. Bonus pig. Five out of five half remembered song lyrics me every time music comes on the radio. Honestly, that's what makes his character so real is him not singing the song correctly in the yes. beginning of the movie. Right Good away, intro. you can just relate to him. The the intro too, they they had a word specifically for how he was singing and I forgot what it was, like the subtitle, and it, oh. it was it was very interesting. I was like, "Oh, I didn't realize that was like the word for this." I didn't watch it on subtitle. Like that. when you're like kind of half singing along, there was like a yeah. they, they described what yeah, it was. Yeah, were you like just hum when you realize you don't know the lyrics or you mumbling. Put, yeah, you mumble a little bit. Yeah. Flubbing lyrics is what it says on Apple. Flubbing. Flubbing lyrics. Flubbing lyrics. <laughs> five out of five flubbing lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, our ending bit. Uh, all right, people. One more time. Let's let's do this one more time. So good. Um, uh, yeah, you can find us on Stitcher, Spotify, Podbeans, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Google Podcasts. Whatever podcatcher you prefer, it's probably there. And if not, send no one email at late to the movies at gmail.com. Check out our Instagram page. We never had a Twitter. We were ahead of the curve. It's uh late to the movies underscore pod on Instagram. Both the email and the Instagram and the letterbox are the number two. Don't type it out. I don't know what you'll get. It might be terrifying. Don't look at it. It's also not the number two, like the full words, the number two. It's no. just new memoric letter two. Smart. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure they know. And uh, that's that's pretty much it. You can go by. Uh, I discovered in one of the previous episodes that I could have this whole time been saying not just a t-shirt with Greg's face on it, but a mug with Greg's face on it. You can also buy a mug with Greg's mug on tpublic.com. I have a pretty awesome magnet with my face on it that I'm yes. very happy with. There's magnets. There's, uh, I think you can get it printed on a pillow. Um, <laughs> I, I got to get that pillow now. I'm, I'm, thinking pre- I'm like, pretty sure. I'm thinking like full body. Yeah. I, it's, uh, I've gotten actually, even though the 
posters on Instagram are still purposely bad. I have actually gotten better at Photoshop since I made the logo, since I made the, the Greg design. Um, but I kind of like how janky it is. I think I'm just going to leave it up for you. You should put well, those posters on like one of those poster printing sites and like put a link for people to buy them if they want. <laughs> yeah, you should. That's smart. Um, that's pretty much it, right? I don't think there's anything else. So uh, that's all, folks. Can he legally he say, say that? that? <laughs> I don't know if he can say that. All right. I appreciate, I appreciate everyone jumping in on that. <laughs> Thanks for being on the podcast. Ray, Greg, Will, R- Robert. Roberto. Roberto. <laughs> Bob. See ya. <laughs>